0: On today's episode, I talk with Midwest City head football coach Darrell Hall. Coach Hall is a graduate of my alma mater, Fox Public Schools, and he's from my hometown of Tatums, Oklahoma. Coach Hall has already had a successful coaching career. He's won state championships at Star Spencer and at Tulsa, Washington, but he has settled down as head coach and athletic director at Midwest City. Here's my conversation, Coach Darrell Hall. All right, Coach. Thanks for taking time out of your day to talk with me a little bit.
1: Thanks for having me, Kenny.
0: Oh, no problem, man. How you been? It's been a long time since I actually seen you.
1: (laughs) Yeah, we've been. We kind of miss each other. Like you were either in town or I was in town at a different time, and usually it's you know there's certain people we're going to see when we're in town. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Have you been hunting this summer?
1: No, I really don't. I only bird hunt, and never
0: what. Yeah. I, I, you know, I'm always going to make a trip down there, but no, I don't. Summertime, I want to hunt some golf balls and I, football. I, I hear you. I hear you. It's kind of like that's, you know, I mean, my you, my dad, you know, he grew up kind of hunting. I, I was kind of into hunting, but, I've, you know, since I've been grown, it's been more just golf and exercising. Definitely. That's about all I have time for, really, you know.
1: Most definitely, because if you play 18, you just gave up three hours at least
0: yeah yeah and that's on Definitely,
1: and that's on a good day
0: when i'm not losing balls all over the place
1: hey as long as you enjoy that's what it's about whatever you do you better enjoy what you do
0: yeah i always tell the guys i'm with you know we'll be not playing very good and i'll be like well it's not like any of us are going on tour anytime soon so you know now tell us a little bit about your journey to midwest city like starting out at Star Spencer and going to Booker T and now there, kind of tell us about that journey
1: well, I was very fortunate um, you know I started my teaching career in the Moore School District at Brink Junior High at that time okay. I did one year under Coach Styles. he was a great man he's still a great man um, and uh, I was with the Junior High staff I actually coached football at Moore West but all the Junior High staff helped with the high school mm-hmm. so we got some good experience that way and, uh, and then I went to Star Spencer three years as an assistant. Coach Shannon Wofford was the head coach who hired me. Um, and he went to took a job at Chickasha. And we were in the middle of a rift. I was very fortunate. Sometimes um, it's good to be in the right place at the right time and yeah. doing the right thing. Because it don't matter if you're in the right place at the right time. If you're not doing the right thing, it doesn't even matter. Mm-hmm. So, you gotta be doing the right thing when that opportunity presents itself and and, and give yourself a chance to give yourself a chance. Yeah. And uh, I was in the middle of a rift year. I was in my second year and they were a uh, reduction in force, is what RIF stands for in Oklahoma city. So they were cutting up anybody that didn't have three years tenure. And I was on that list, but I told us, you know, I taught social studies. So mm-hmm. it's pretty much given that I'd get a job back, but it wasn't given. Yeah. And anyway, so the job came open at that time. It came up coming into that time. Um, limited field could apply. I was part of that limited field, and I got the job, and I made the most of it. I put the next seven years in. I, I enjoyed every most minutes of it. can't say every, but yeah. 99% of it, oh, it was yeah. a great place to be. I still think it is. And uh, then I got two years at Booker T. Washington. And in the process of those seven years as head coach at, at uh, Starch Bench where we won a state championship in 4A, in 2009, we beat Douglas for the state championship, and they would beat us earlier in the season. Oh, yeah. So that that, that that added a little bit more salsa to it. It'd be like in our version, it'd be like Fox beating Ringland or Velma, yeah. which we did, but yeah. it would be more like that, you know? Uh-huh. You know, you want to beat those rival guys or Davis, you know, those guys like that. They're all running that same circle because you're going to see them. Oh, yeah. You want to be a smile at them and say, hmm. That's all you got to say, <laughs> yep. and, and 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 so, so anyway, and so we beat those guys for state championship. Got a kids city planned on being there for a long time. I love the people. It was a community in itself. It's a lot like Tatum's. Mm-hmm. Um it was a black community. You saw people riding horses. I had to lock the field during rodeo time to make sure people wouldn't ride their horses down my field. Oh, you know, wow. so mm-hmm. I learned things that you know. So it was a, had a lot of aspects the same in which I grew up. And then I got that. Like I said, one in two thousand nine moved took a job at Booker T Washington in two thousand ten. We were loaded. Yeah. I walked in spring ball and we had cats <laughs> and I just wanted and we went up a class, you know, and so, you know we did what all great stats did. We don't get in their way. Yeah. Direct them in the right direction. Make sure the effort's right and we let cats be cats. And that's what we did and we had a very successful year. Um we went thirteen and one not mistaken. Uh, yeah. 13-1, lost mm-hmm. to Broken Arrow, only lost Archie Manning. Yeah, tell you, man, it was close to halftime. We didn't show up second half. can't believe that. Hmm. But anyway, and then uh, I coached one more year that Midwest City opened up, and I've been at Midwest City the last 10 years going into my 11th. Yeah. Man,
0: do you haven't ever, ever... – Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs>
1: and I said that, And I haven't won it here. Keeps driving.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's, man, Is that's it, 6-8, correct.
1: Well, we were 6A. We're no. going to play our first season
0: of 5A coming up this season. Yeah, I man, 6A, 5A ball. I mean, it's I mean you know it's basically small college ball. <laughs> you
1: know, got to play, baby. It's like yeah. it's like all football. You know, the guys that are supposed to play need to, show up to play. Yeah. That's what supposed to do.
0: Now, I don't know if you ever think about this, but you know, going into the interview, I've, I've thought about this, and I thought I've kind of followed your journey, you know, going from Star Spencer to. The Booker T. To now at Midwest City, you know, you're athletic director and, and head football coach at a big school like Midwest City. Coming from small little Tatum's, Oklahoma, do you, ever, do you ever think about that? About how I mean, for me, I mean, you're probably not the type that wants to brag on yourself. that's that's pretty big from a town R, uh, The size of Tatum's, a real small, tight knit place, to being the head coach and athletic director at a big place like Midwest City. You ever kind of think about that?
1: Um, sometimes I do. I mean, I, I tell Paula, my wife, and I say, you know, you know, we live in the biggest city in the state of Oklahoma. You mm-hmm. know, um, and and we're blessed to have what we have. But yeah, you know, I appreciate where I came from. I you know because without where you came from, you don't have any roots. You yeah. don't matter. Mm-hmm. You, you're gonna come from, from something's got to help you get a base about yourself, and and, 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 you, know, and you know, and and, and you know, a lot, a lot of things I coach with I use from as I was raised, you know. Mm-hmm. But, yes, I appreciate the job I have and, and, and you know, we're, keep striving.
0: Yeah. Now, what what are some of the challenges and perks to coaching at a school that size as opposed to coaching at a smaller school?
1: Challenges more athletes, but still the percentage is going to be close to the same, I think, when it's all said and done, mm-hmm. um, that play sports. I mean, if you shake it out, even a school that's a 6A school, you'll look, your cats are going to probably hopefully play at least two sports, if not three. Mm-hmm. And so you got to share those guys. you got to have coaches that work together. You know, difference in a small school, it's probably the same guy. You know what I mean? Yeah,
0: yeah. You know, mm-hmm.
1: I'm, I'm assistant in football, but I'm head basketball, or I'm head, you know, track. Mm-hmm. Where with us, we get a little bit of that repetition with a track program, but, you know, basketball's separate separate entity, so would baseball be, or soccer. -hmm. So, those things are are not ran by a football coach. They may be assisted by a football coach, but we're going to get the best coach we can. So, um, you know, the challenges are just make everybody work as a team, you know, because we all have the same brand on our chest and say, M. Yeah. And if we can do that, and I like to say, we don't know what the kid's going to get a scholarship in. So, let's not limit them to just what we can be successful in. Mm -hmm. That's not what we're putting here we're here to make them better people and yes we're here, to give them, we're here to give them every opportunity they can because you know as a coach you know we always say you know one thing we all have in common is you gotta go to work yeah you gotta go to work you're not gonna win championship if you don't go to work you're not gonna, you're not gonna make it in life if you don't go to work you gotta go to work
0: so mm-hmm.
1: you know so we try to stick with those things that are gonna run all the way through life and for athletics
0: do you at a, even at a school that size you kind of touched on a little bit do you do you have an issue with kids just wanting to specialize in one sport? Or, I mean, are, are, I know you said that you encourage it, but do you still – I know, like, even at small schools like us, we have not – I mean, it's whatever the kid wants to do, but they want to specialize in one sport instead of playing everything that's there to play.
1: Uh, no, it's not really an issue. It happens. Yeah. I mean, there are – most of the basketball teams don't play football. It's mm-hmm. their choice. And I, I encourage them to do the best they can in basketball because – all you can do when it's said and done, play the guys that show up to play. Yeah. So I'm do the they're supposed to. But yes, and you try to, I mean, I'll use this for an example. My current, I got a kid at OSU and a kid at OU. And they both were basketball stars until they realized that the money is not the same. Mm-hmm. Redman at OU and, and uh, Mikel Smith at OSU. And they were both basketballers till their junior year. They played football junior and senior year. And they played in the middle school where everybody plays all the sports because it's fun. Yeah. There should be some fun into it, but mm-hmm. there's more work involved the older you get into it. So mm-hmm. anyway, but they were intelligent enough, smart enough to realize the future. You know, we've been telling them, you know, we're always going to ask the kid who wants to play.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, you got to tell me, no, coach, I don't play basketball. I don't play football because, but no problem. I still teach the same as it was. I mean, whoever. But, you know, you got to ask the kid and give them, you know, some examples of why they should because you're 6'4", and in basketball, that's uh, not even average. Yeah. And you play with your back to the to the goal. But if you're 6'4 on a football team and you can do a couple of things, there's a lot of places you can play.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's going to get you money. It's going to pay for your education. And from there on, you know, it's all icing on the cake. But if you can get your education paid for it.
0: Mm-hmm. Do you uh, – you said you had athletes athlete at uh, OU and OSU. How What what would you say kind of like the percentage of players that you have that go on to the next level, at, at, you know, either OU or a, even at a smaller school?
1: Um, it's, it's all based on the years. Yeah. You know, this COVID thing has thrown a, a, a really a big – she had COVID and we had portals. Yeah. So it's been mm-hmm. a really hit on high school football players that, you know, it's been less lately than, than it happened in the future, I mean in the past.
0: Mm-hmm. But, you know, we've added portals. Then we had, you know, I got
1: kids that played Division One that are getting their fifth year or going to their sixth year.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. You know,
1: things like that. Because mm-hmm. you get an extra year, you got an extra COVID year. And if you had a redshirt year, there's six years of college if you choose to take them. Yeah, wow. And then, in the you know, in the redshirt year, you can play four games. Mm-hmm. So you can actually go play four games in that redshirt year. So there's a lot of things that, you know, and, and so you have to explain to kids. Now, and so, yes, it's changed. I think until everything settles, it's going to change. The opportunities are less. But you're, you're going to have guys that's going to have an opportunity. And what I always say is if you've got a kid that's getting offers or getting looked at by a Division one school, then guess what? you got a chance to be seen. Oh, a lot yeah. of people are found by looking for somebody else.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. How has that – how has, like, recruiting changed just in the years, like from the time you started at Star Spencer to now? I know I'll kind of just – You know scan twitter every now and then and i'll see where kids are i mean kids you know like freshmen are not even in high school yet or talking about you know i've gotten offered from such and such or such and such how has like that part changed for you over the over your coaching career
1: well i think they keep going younger i mean i i think there was a rule in place they really couldn't talk to us until we were juniors in high school yeah and couldn't get an couldn't come on campus till our senior Going to our senior well, now that's not the case. They have junior years, and they, like you said, have all these camps, okay, I can't come on campus, so now I'm gonna go to the Nike Combine, I'm gonna go to the, the Armour Armour Combine, or somebody's Combine, and mm-hmm. they're there. So it's changed because they, they, you may not know that they're courting a kid until they give an offer. Yeah. And then, you have to know that if, are all offers legit? Because what I found out is some offers you know, you throw an offer at a camp, but then when it comes down to it and we start trying to confirm things or lock things down or whatever, mm-hmm. I'm not getting, that's not the case. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know. Things change, I know coaches, staffs change, they so changes. it. But, yeah. you know, as, mm-hmm. as we teach our kids, we need to communicate. So, hey man, we should have taken that off before Jim got fired or, or before he lost his job because that offer's no good now because you didn't accept. Because mm-hmm. you have to remind kids, if, if you, most of the time, if you accept then it's a true offer, and something happens, they're going most, they're going to honor it. I've, I've mm-hmm. seen, I, I can name on one hand that's not happening. I can't ever think of it to me personally. Mm-hmm. But if you're playing the game with the Caps and something happens and you're not committed, then they owe you nothing. That's yep. on you. You yep. played the game.
0: Wow. Yeah. Never thought about it like that.
1: Yeah. So hmm. it's a two way deal. So I tell my kids, if it's a place you want to go, and you think that's where you want to play ball? They say yes.
0: Yeah, absolutely. They yeah yeah.
1: Take it now now they own you and you own them.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and it seems like it's easier anymore to change your mind once you commit, you know.
1: Yeah. I mean you're not locked, locked, I don't think, but I think it's a, it, again, it comes back to kids and honor system. I
0: mean Yeah. I, I, I would
1: I would hope that if you actually committed then you know, you owe that guy. Mm-hmm. You owe him. Unless something changes in the dynamics. But the head coaches stays the same and the goddess coaches stays the same, then you know, come on. I don't yeah. care who came into the picture now, so I don't know. But I'm not in the game. I just coach high school
0: football. Yeah, <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. Now, how important is your family in your coaching life? Because, you know, as coaches, we're, it seems like we're nonstop busy. You know, how important has your family been in your coaching career? Well,
1: I'm glad you touched on that. I think that's a very important aspect or a very good aspect of coaching with Coach Hall. Um you know i want you to big be a, as big a part of your family as you possibly can mm-hmm. you know and sometimes that's gonna entail, you know getting your job done early so you can leave early so you can be where you need to be you yeah. know mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's a give and take deal i'm gonna give you some time and you know we're gonna work around it if we can yeah i don't have to have you under underneath me but i'm one of those coaches that i i only meet when i need to i'm yeah. not gonna waste your time i mean we show up it's a we're there at one o'clock and guess what we're gonna start working one o'clock yeah. we're gonna finish at a reasonable amount of time i'm not gonna stay because it's midnight because i want everybody to think i'm staying no we're gonna get our job done we're gonna be very efficient and i'll see you later mm-hmm. and if you want to stay around and shoot the crap then you're more than welcome to the yeah. rest you got to me like we're done you your are a deuces it. yeah <laughs> i hear you but you know i expect you if your job's this job's been done, I expect you to ask the coach who's doing a job hey you need any help hmm because one day it's going to be you and you're going to need to be somewhere because your wife needs you to be there and have done it you yeah. couldn't block down good enough so I had to spend five extra minutes at the price to, to make sure you understood what I was trying to get you know
0: yeah That's culture oh yeah yeah culture yeah culture's a big thing because you know but, if it you know it kind of it goes from the top down even though small staff's like what we got you know you can you can tell if one of us are if if they're off. You know? Yeah. And if they're off, then usually whoever they're coaching's off, and then it's just it's just infectious on of the whole team. You know? Yeah.
1: But you know, as a coach, that's a great thing about our job. I expect you, if you can, bring your kid with you. I expect you to have your kid in control. You know, mm-hmm. I don't. I mean, there's a lot of space to run and yeah. football play, practice and and things to do to get after. It, you know, just understand. You know, like, you know, coach talking. You know, I don't need to run it through, you know, just things like that. You know, everybody understand, you know, when you're in the middle of a drill. you don't, you don't have time to look at his tooth. You got to do your job. (laughs)
0: Yeah.
1: You know, -hmm. and coaching kids know that, you know, it's going to be something hurting if they're coming to see, otherwise they're going to keep after it. So, you know, I encourage my coaches to bring their kids. I I had a new coach this summer. I get to practice. I wear summer pride. He's not down for the meeting or the, the off the, out of locker room up. And he's up there with a baby carriage and he's, He's got his baby there and you know, and it's like, <laughs> Hey you know, I ain't that he said, Sorry a, ain't no thing. It ain't no thing. Yeah, yeah. That's called coaching. So I'm I am i would like to think I'm a great family coach guy. Um, mm-hmm. um, we're gonna, and, and you know, kids are walking, kids are walking around. My grandkids are usually running on the turf doing the game, you know, like the days we used had a a, uh, a cup on <laughs> the stands fall, <follow>, you know.
0: <laughs> oh,
1: man. That's who won.
0: Yeah. But, I Actually, I forgot about that till you said that. We didn't always have those little plastic balls. We did use to play with cups. So I forgot about Yeah,
1: Coca-Cola cups. They oh,
0: pulled man. a few
1: together
0: made a pretty good football. Yeah, they sure did. <laughs> yeah.
1: Man, now,
0: so. with the staff the size that you have, you kind of touched on it a little bit. How do you get that many, and not just the coaching staff, but how do you – it starts with the coaching staff. How do you get that many people to kind of share the same vision? Because, you, I mean, you know as well as, as anyone – there's, you, there's going to be assistant coaches that, you know, they want to be a head coach at some point, you know. And they may have their own ideas of doing things. How do you get that many guys to kind of roll in the same direction?
1: I think uh, it's part of the job. You know, it's part of the question. You know, it's kind of like growing up. Do you ride for the brand? Are you ride for the M? Mm-hmm. Because, there's you know, like I teach my team, that you know, there's only two stats that matter, W's and L's. Okay, so the same thing with my coaches. I mean, are mm-hmm. we winning or are we losing? I don't care. I do care. But as a big pitcher, I don't care how many yards we had or yards they got against as long as we want. We'll fix that other stuff. The mm-hmm. key is to get the win, get better at what we do. So, um, hopefully we all got, to, you know, you try to keep them on the same vision. Yeah. I warned, them. I encourage them, you know, if you think you're ready, I'll tell you if I think you're ready. If you come to kind of me I don't think you're ready, I said, I don't think you're ready.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I don't
1: think that's a good job, but it's ultimately your job, you know, so you got to be a stand up guy. Don't, don't, you know, go ahead and tell the coach. Yeah. I'm gonna tell you no. It's kind of like kid missing practice. I don't want you to miss practice, and I'm gonna give you a thousand reasons why you should. not But I can't make you come to practice.
0: Yeah, you gotta want to. Yeah,
1: you gotta want to. I mm-hmm. mean, I can't stop you getting in the car. I'm not gonna go head wrestling and drag you out to the practice room and say get dressed. Mm-hmm. No. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so, but yeah, I think you know it's it's a lot of personalities, and I think they believe in the same goal. You try to, and you know, anything else like some football season, some years are better than others. Yeah. Mm-hmm. you know you know sometimes you got a senior classes leaving and, and you're smiling but you're really smiling you know like <laughs> "Hi, see
0: you guys <laughs> yeah I, and, uh-huh. and
1: sometimes you don't some guys are like man wish those guys had one more year they so you know you yeah. know so you, you know, and it's the staff's the same thing so my job is a, i've become more of a football manager mm-hmm. I, I you know when i first jumped in there i'd always been coaching a position and i my first few years at, at midwest City, i coached a position
0: then mm-hmm. i realized
1: i was missing a lot of Things I need to know, yeah, yeah. Like I, I need to go see what office is doing because we talked about this, this and this. I want to make sure it's been practiced and we're looking at what I thought we were looking for. You know, things that that I need to see. Mm-hmm. I don't need to see them on Friday. So if I'm on one, coaching a position, I'm only going to see them on Friday or film. Well, I can't. That's too late. Film's too late. I need to be around. Yeah. So Would you? So t- I don't really coach a position. I just float around and you know, and and fill in when I need to. And you know. Coach the fundamentals. It's still the same game, you know. Yeah. Take okay. care of the
0: football. <laughs> do, do you kind of see it as being more like a CEO at that level? Yes. Okay. Unfortunately, yes.
1: Well, I mean, it, it is what it is. I mean, somebody. You, it
0: is what it is. I mean, I'm glad to have a job. I'm glad to have a job,
1: which
0: I have. But it is the job I have. Yeah. Now, um, what would you say? Kind of to piggyback on that. What, what would you? How would you define your coaching philosophy? Like. When I when I ask that, I mean, like, who kind of influenced you coming up, like, in the in the coaching realm, and kind of how did well, you take that and turn it into your style?
1: Well, you know, it just comes from a little bit of what we've always done and what I believe and what you see and believe. So you kind of get what you got. You know, it's a little bit of everybody. You, mm-hmm. know, you know, I I grew up, we were wishbone because everybody else was wishbone, and we ran the heck out of that wishbone. And then Coop came along, we were odd, and we ran a so, mm-hmm. there's been times I've, you know, a star, I was an eye or a veer guy, but philosophy-wise, I need to be able to run the ball. Mm-hmm. It's very important that I run the ball. Now, there are a lot of different ways to run it. It depends on the back, in which I got in the line I got. So, mm-hmm. I just got to be able to run the ball. And there's times that you know I'm running the ball, and I still have to be able to what? run the ball.
0: Yep. Yeah.
1: So, I've got to have a go-to play or a couple of go-to plays that, you know, you know it's coming, but can you stop it? And, you know, you may lessen it, but can you stop it? so you know so i'm a you know i believe you gotta run it i believe you gotta count the numbers you gotta be a numbers guy you know is my cat better your cat well you better put two cats over there otherwise my cat's gonna get the ball yeah So i'm a numbers guy you know it's like everything's so i was watching i was listening to keith patterson at the clinic today from abilene christian guy. i played with him in east central but you know he's still on the same philosophy you know and he's been in the game for a long time Mm -hmm. and it's still simple it's yeah. still a numbers game. Kids have to understand their job, what you want to do out of it. and just simplify. It. you know? Yeah. You can, you can run 100 people around, but it's still going to be so many on each side of the ball. And that's what we have to understand. Like, okay, they're all over the place, but where's my side? So yeah. You break it down and then, then you, you teach it as a, you know, it's like guys travel together in our league, you know? Well, mm-hmm. my, my Sam and my Ian's going to travel the same side. Mm-hmm so you know when one side's broke you know just so you yeah. so you break it down and try to keep the, the fundamentals about the same so you know I pick up a little bit everywhere I went you know when I wanted at, at Star we were running split back but so we run high up until then yeah. but I wanted to make sure each back was doing for each other so I just separated them so you know now you gotta block for each other yeah yeah. You know? mm-hmm. so you gotta fix some things by what you do and what you can do and, and, and then you know at Booker T had a guy like guy said I, I Two quarterbacks throw, throws, so we still ran the ball, but I mean, like, who's going to press Tyler Lockett? Nobody. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I mean, you press Tyler Lockett, I'm throwing over top, and we're singing the, we're playing the fight song, and it, <laughs> you know, and they would do it, and so you're going to back off, and I can throw to Tyler. We did in semifinal game. I just, I said, and someone said, ch, what are they giving us? They're not yeah. to press you. They just saw us towards so and so. Yeah. Guess what? They backed off, and we threw it, Tyler Lockett ten times for 150 yards.
0: Yeah. You know. Uh huh.
1: On that route, you know, and there's still something there. So, you know, it's just things like that. That's it. You can just walk down the field on something like that. So, you know, things like that. So, I believe you just take what you got, make mm-hmm. your kids understand, and man, you got to have fun in this thing. Why oh, are we yeah. Doing it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you got, why are we doing it? And, you know, when it's all said and done, you know, hopefully we're, we're teaching them how to how to survive in this tough world, and they got to understand this tough world. I don't care who and what you are, it's still a tough world because you're going to get tested. Oh, yeah. And, and I think through football that you
0: know how to stand up to those tests. Now, I'm talking about Tyler Lockett, and how many have you, how many players have you coached that are playing in the pros now?
1: I only have one. Tyler Lockett's the only one I have playing in pros. I mm-hmm. probably had, I think, four that's played in, in a type of pros. Like, you know, mm-hmm. like I had a guy that's now, I just found out today that he's at Tech, and I he's at TCU. But he played in the World League when, they, you know, they sent him over to the Europe, oh, yeah. European mm-hmm. League. Mm-hmm. And then I had, like, a kid, the kid from uh, uh, Dominique, had a couple other kids from Booker T that played at OU that wore one. They played mm-hmm. at OU and played for the Bengals or somebody. But it was like a three-year, two-year. It was a short career. You know, mm-hmm. Tyler's lasted long. You know, so I've been fortunate for, I'd say four that's had a touch with it. But Tyler's been the mainstayer and the top guy.
0: Yeah. What would you say, because I asked this of a guy I interviewed a couple of weeks ago, what would you say the difference is between those athletes, the athletes that have that, that are, that are going to take them to the to the pros, you know? What is it about, I guess, like elite athletes? What is it that differentiates them from the rest that you've seen? Okay. Well,
1: I'll give you a and And that's what i told him when I left Booker T. Washington, Midwest City. I told the, uh, my players, I said, you <clears throat> know, before he made it to like I said, Tyler Lockett to be a professional football player. You know why i do that? Because mm-hmm. there were days where we, we ran out to practice that he would put on a weight vest and run a lot yeah. of days. I would show up to school, and he would be out there catching balls or running before I arrived at school. Because I mean he started so late, I was there. I mean, mm-hmm. like I'd get there at 7 o'clock, and he'd be there. Yeah. You know, school didn't start till like 8.40. I'm like, my God, it's about yeah. time to go to bed. Yeah. You know, but anyway, so, so he would be there, but he was that kind of guy. He, he knew... That he had it. I mean, mm-hmm. he was going to Kansas State. He played really good high school football. I mean, he he was also a point guard on on, on, the, on the basketball team. But you know, he put the extra in. Yeah. You know, he could have said, "I'm going to Kansas State. I'm going D1. I can. I'm just going to do what I need to do." You know, mm-hmm. uh, he did all the extra that it took to to make it the league, and he did it the right way. Not one time did I ever to go to this class and say, "Hey, can you excuse Tyler? Can I get to?"
0: Mm-hmm. He, he
1: made the class one time. He did what he's supposed to do, which ninety nine percent of those kids at school did. But I'm just saying he was that kind of young man. You just knew there was something special about him yeah. and he put the work
0: in. Yeah. I've always, I always wondered that about those elite athletes, you know, it's, you always hear those stories, but you know, it's about them putting in the extra, but I think it's one of those things you have to witness in person, you know, to actually yeah. see them actually putting in that work. And
1: I saw it. I mean, it's just like, yeah. he's not a very big guy. I mean, I just saw it and, and I would say that, but now he's in the league, so I can't even say that anymore. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I knew you know, was like, it's, no, I know he's going to make it. You know, before he made it, I'm telling you, this guy's going to go because he's doing the extra. And that's where our kids, we try to coach all of us, even with huddle and everything else that they got. It's like, you know, if you're only spending your time on football doing football time, how much time are you really spending? Yeah. Try not to get 15 more minutes out of your 22 hours or 21 hours to, to look at your plays, look at your huddle, mm-hmm. look at yesterday's film, look at today's film. You know, just give me a little extra. But yeah. we need them to do it in the classroom also. So, it's you know, it's like we just got to prod them on. Mm-hmm. Keep, you know, that's our job.
0: What's the outlook like for the this upcoming season?
1: We're pretty happy. Mm-hmm. We have numbers aren't where they normally are. I, I was talking to Coach today because I was at the clinic, like I said, and, and uh, so I, I miss workouts, but I'll be there in the morning. And we were down some. We are down about eight. We've been running about right around 58, nine, uh, 10 through 12, 50 – 52 to 58, 19, uh, 10 to 12, and about 22 freshmen. And and so the workout's been good with the guys there. Got some guys I'm very disappointed in, like any coach would be. Like, oh, expecting yeah. more because they'll mm-hmm. all be there. You know, I require them all to be at, you know, at a B average by the time we take the field, if you plan on getting on the field. So mm-hmm. that means you have to make those we start workout. So, you know, I'm excited. We're playing 5A. I've never played 5A. I get to play some people I used to watch, you know, mm-hmm. Duncan, the Ardmore's. I mean, I've. I've never, in my whole coaching career, I've never played against those guys, so I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Um, you know, and uh, of course, you got Lawton Mack, that's the big cat of the district, but you know, we're going to, have to play. So it's going to a different place, And I remind my young men of that, that, you know, we're going somewhere so we've never been before. Mm-hmm. You know, we got to do it the right way so we don't cost ourselves, you know. So we keep reminding them of that. But, you know, we're excited. You know, quarterbacks have been got uh, three D- D1 offers. Mm-hmm. He's a really good athlete, a really good player, a really good kid. Um, they're all military schools, and he fits that. Do a lot of things, so you know. With us dropping down to five-way, we're going to give him a chance to play more safety before he played very, 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 very. Mm-hmm. But, you know, but you know, we're going down to five-way, so we're hoping we can play some guys a little bit more on both sides. We're going to try to everybody's going to have a position, so we're excited, um, apprehensive. Got to go to work. Know it's going to be a dog fight. Mm-hmm. Expect to win it all. How yeah. about that? Yeah. All wrapped up.
0: Yeah. <laughs> now. I'd talked to, uh, I don't know if you know Coach uh, William Dickey, but I interviewed him. Yes. uh, Oh, gosh, it was way back in March. And we kind of talked about uh, being a black head coach in in Oklahoma. Um, And I was telling him because I was going to do my research and kind of look up, you know, how many black head coaches are there in football in high school in Oklahoma. And I couldn't, I found like one article over, and it was in the newspaper. It wasn't any kind of, um, you know, any stats or anything like that because I don't think that anyone really knew, you know, what What kind of challenges do you think that you have that you face and that you have faced being a black head coach or being a black coach trying to get to that head coach level?
1: I think it's any, just like anybody else of our, black or of color trying to you, – you've you got to get through stereotypes, mm-hmm. you know, because first of all, you got to be given a chance. Yeah, You know, no one gives you a chance. It don't matter, you know. Mm-hmm. you got to give me a chance to fail and give me a true chance, you know. So, I think you have to give it a chance. And I believe there are more opportunities now than they, there were. Because I remember mm-hmm. back in the day when I said I would, I could count them on one hand or whatever, but it's not so much anymore, you know. you you got a lot sprinkled around. You're giving guys not just, you know, before it was, to me, it was you had a few pounds like Fox was one of those. Yeah. You know, Winnie was one of those. Mm-hmm. But around the others, there's not very many other people that did that. or more you know, yeah. would do it, but, you know, that was it, but then you had to come inner city, you know, inner yeah. city, Tulsa, initially Oklahoma City, you had uh, Old Butch out there, Spiral was out there forever, but as the rest of it, it was more inner city, and then now it's not so much, you know, there's guys, you know, you got Woods out there and Enid, mm-hmm. you know, you got Williams over at Westmore, you know, so you got guys sprinkled out, you know, could it be better? Yes, still got to be given opportunities, because you still in an interview with the same people, and that's what I try to make my young men understand, you know, you no, know, it's not. It'd be back on like a tattoo where it can't be hidden. Yeah, well, you still got to interview with the, a guy that don't know you. He's got to see that. So mm-hmm. what's his assumption? You know, yeah. I mean, I don't care. You can put them, There's a lot of places you can put it, but you don't have to put it on your neck, or on your face. You know, places that you can't wear a shirt and and because it, it now you just made it tougher to get that job or a job. Yeah, you know? I don't know where you know what your situation is. So yeah, you know, I think it's tougher, but I think there's more opportunities. I think there's people willing to get more opportunities and mm-hmm. i think they'll keep doing it you know as long as you know we keep doing a very good job and i feel like we are as a whole mm-hmm. i mean if you if you look at the record of black coaches out and about we're right there in the mix and some jobs are, are not jobs that's always been sought i've been very fortunate and i'll say that i've had some very good job mm-hmm. but you know i put the work in
0: yeah i, was I think what, what say. else
1: does i make sure we do it you know we go four days a week we go. We do all we need to do to be successful and more. But you know, I, I I have a life outside of football. But I think there will be continue to be
0: more opportunities. Okay. Now before I let you go, and I, I appreciate you uh, taking time to do this. I always have one question. I always try to stump my interviewees on, which is more stressful, coaching in a state championship football game or being out on a hunt and not realizing where you're at.
1: Okay, there's there's two different stressful kind on that. <laughs> <laughs> out being lost and I think your dad gave me a right back.
0: Yeah, that's why I brought it up.
1: I, I, hey. <laughs> I think your dad gave me a right back. A ton more stressful than a football game. I control that environment. I, <laughs> I could not figure north, south, east, west and I'm home. Yeah. That was something new for me. Like where am I at? (laughs) You know, ten miles later, I'm back at the truck in the back, riding in the back. Like, son, I was way out. Yeah. (laughs) I'd say that the getting lost, honey, when you're when you're home. If I'm in New Mexico, I can live with that. Yeah. I'll pull it out, look at GPS now, and the truck's tagged. But
0: home, nah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. For sure, man.
1: For sure, man. I appreciate you doing that. Um, You know, like I said, always here to help. You know, if you get a free time. We play longer than you. Come on up, watch your game. Come out, and see how we do. We don't do it any different than anybody else. We all do it the same. You know, we some of us got more you know, than others, but we got more to deal with. You know, my staffs, I got six on each side of the ball. I think. Yeah. You know, so I think that's where I'm at, and I've kind of cut it down a little bit, and move some to, to freshmen because I really need to concentrate more. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to do more with less. It's still not less, but there's still a lot of guys to do our numbers are down. They may jump back up and dictate something different. But hey, tell you folks, I said hi, and maybe we can do it again.
0: When I first started coaching, I always wanted to be able to say that I was the first person from my hometown of Tatum's, Oklahoma, to win a state championship as a head coach. Well, Coach Hall beat me to that goal, but I couldn't think of a better person to achieve that goal. Coach Hall worked his way through the levels of high school football to coach at a 6A blue blood like Midwest City. It's always a good feeling when people from your hometown do great things, and it helps cheering for them when they're good people on top of that, and that's what Coach Hall is. Thanks for listening to Kenny and the Coaches. Go ahead and subscribe to my podcast and tell others about it. It's Kenny and the Coaches. That's Kenny with an E. Until next time.